Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is man like Doreen. Hi, this is Tom Thurwa. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the nightmare fuel hustle alone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, O'Dockery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Kyle Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken but Glorious. Broken but Glorious. To Broken but Glorious podcast. Because like me, you are head to toe. Hello, welcome to Broken But Glorious on bbgwrestling.com. I'm Chris Lappin. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Lights Out, Danny Reed. I didn't see you on Danny. Yo, what's up? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So, uh, yeah, again, I'm full of hay fever today, so if I don't cut out all the snips, I apologise. I'll try my best <laughs> to the listeners. <laughs> oh, so, huge thanks for joining us, me this evening. So, how have you been surviving lockdown? Um... Not too bad, thanks. I mean, better than what other people can say. I mean, I've kept mm. a job. I've been able to keep a little bit active, yeah, as and when I can in ring training when possible. Like, so not too bad actually. Lockdown's not affected me too much, other than obviously uh, a regular routine and shows and stuff. But yeah, better than yeah. what a lot of people can say. So that's a thing I'm grateful for for sure. Yeah, so it was a bit weird at the beginning. I think just getting used to working from home and yeah. It was a mixture of being getting used to work from home, plus having the kids here, realizing, <laughs> and then realizing I'm here. Well, I'm not here; I'm at work. But they're still coming in and asking me for stuff. I said, "Why don't you ask your mum for stuff?" And they were like, "Well, mum asked me to ask you." I said, oh, "But I'm not here; I'm in work." <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, it got better as time went on. <laughs> yeah. Were, were there any like matches or storylines in 2020 you were really looking forward to, but? obviously couldn't get involved with um for me not really um no. the way the way that i am um with wrestling my booking just come as and when so i'm not really a part of much storylines as it goes yeah um but yeah there was one kind of opportunity for me to do something a little bit different at a certain company um i was gonna do a little bit of a hero turn which i've never done before Ooh, um, that'd be fun. which would have been very fun i was going to be a very cocky arrogant heel and i was looking forward to it a lot but um that went down the drain because of lockdowns but other than that no not really um storyline wise it was just getting on and doing good wrestling matches really oh mate. <laughs> i always thought if uh, if i was a wrestler i'd love to be a heel because yeah. i work because work, I, I work with the public and i have to be nice to them all the time i think yeah, yeah I, I, I think i'm i'm just a natural baby face i guess mm. like the way that i look the way that i am yeah um, People will just book me as a babyface anyway, and I've always wanted the opportunity to be a heel. Um, so yeah, it would have been a good opportunity, and I'm sure that will happen somewhere. So yeah, I'm looking forward to when that does happen. But yeah, yeah, sometimes, sometimes, yeah. All the all the best faces started off as heels. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Cena, yeah, oh, The Rock. Stone Cold, <laughs> everybody, <laughs> even Hulk Hogan originally was a bad guy. Okay, so so have you found like the watching wrestling in like a the no fans versus quotes era? I've actually enjoyed it, and it's because before when I was in this big routine of you know work, gym, sleep, wake up, work, training, and shows, I just didn't have time to watch wrestling uh, at all, really. Um, so having all this spare time, I've been able to watch so much wrestling and just get a lot more 
inspiration from watching wrestling and discovering like new wrestlers that I enjoy watching and new promotions. I've been able to watch some of the American independents has really like made my lockdown a better time really like discovering places like GCW and and that is is really like you know done something good in the lockdown I guess. Yeah GCW is somewhere I need to get into my co-host Stephen's obsessed with it and he he reviews it for the channel. It's one of the only promotions I'll watch it's amazing. I think uh, companies like MLW and Impact did particularly well with with the no fans. I think yeah the way yeah Impact just changed the way they filmed the show and just changed changed the lighting and it just yeah you don't yeah. even notice there's no fans there it's amazing <laughs> but, yeah it took WWE a while to get I think it took probably took until about SummerSlam to yeah. figure out how to do it properly because I think I think in the beginning they were still trying to play to the crowd do their entrances how they usually do them and stuff yeah. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't work yeah. <laughs> but I think from SummerSlam onwards they kind of got it yeah it took AEW weeks to figure out just let's just put the wrestlers around wrestling around the rink yeah this is frank wesker and you are listening to the broken but glorious podcast dog will hunt so who was your favorite wrestler growing up this will give you an age away <laughs> so it it kind of changed a lot as a kid mm. so um i i kind of found out that what wrestling was like in real terms mm. quite early because my dad yeah. kind of told me this is what wrestling really is so before I really knew, it was John Cena um, for a good couple of years. And then I started to understand what it was. And I started to get a good like um, feel for like the heels and how the heels yeah. played characters. So it was like people like Edge and CM Punk. And uh, I had a, like, it was like Jack Swagger as well. Like real weird, like favorite wrestlers as a kid. Oh, wow. Um, and like people like Dolph Ziggler when he was a heel and the Miz. Like I always rotated as favorite wrestlers. But um, yeah. I kind of grew into that, and then growing up, like as a teenager, I just fell out of love with the WWE really, and went into the indies. And so it was always like the Young Bucks or um, what's his name, Mark Andrews, and people like that. So okay, I'm okay here. Like big personality, big personality can work either as heel or face. I can, I, that's the kind of person I'm kind of envisioning who you liked growing up. So. <laughs> yeah, my my five year old's obsessed with them is. Yeah, you think he's the Miz? I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that zombie match at the weekends is his new favourite match. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you've got a slight obsession with zombies as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was like um, the Miz, Sob, Dolph Ziggler, who you wanted to like mold your style around when you started training? Um, Kind of. So when I first started training, I went in, like a, in a kid's class. Um, I, I did do a lot of heel work, um, not in front of crowds or anything, because we were just training at the time. But um, that's where I kind of molded that around the Miz and 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 Ziggler. And Ziggler's a very big influence, especially as a babyface, because of the way Ziggler sells. Yes, um, Ziggler's probably the best seller in wrestling, like of the current era, anyway. And uh, being able to see the way that the way that he sells things, incorporate that into my wrestling, or at least try at least. Um, yeah, like Ziggler's a big influence for sure. Not necessarily the Miz, but the Miz is just someone I enjoyed watching. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's good. with the Miz, it's going to be interesting because he's he's out for seven or seventy nine months. I think he's got an ACL yeah, injury. That's what I heard, yeah, my my yeah. five year old thinks he's been eaten by zombies, and he's not going to be on TV <laughs> for nine months now. So. <laughs> But he's gonna really think he's, <laughs> he's been eaten by zombies. <laughs> I think I think uh, I like Ziggler, but give me a chance to miss him because every time he says he's gonna go, 
he's back within three weeks. Straight it's, back. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like yeah, he's fifteen years where you've had like two months off. It's like, <laughs> when he gave up that uh, was the US title he gave up a couple of years ago. And I thought, um, maybe the Intercontinental, maybe the Intercontinental just before Christmas, and then he was back at the Rumble. You're like, oh, where'd you go? <laughs> why, why, <laughs> why have you only disappeared for a month? Why did you give up your title? <laughs> just like, <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, he's one of them people who could have, if there was a second company years ago, I think he could have done with going to another company and then coming back. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think that goes with a lot of people in WWE these days because there wasn't a second company. They've been there for so long. It's you know, it's it's hard. It's, yeah, yeah, to get excited for a Randy Orton match because you know, I've seen hundreds of Randy Orton matches, <laughs> or <laughs> Dolph Ziggler matches, or Miz matches. Just it's been there. Everyone's been there for so long. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a Did you have an idea of a character then? If you start when you start, uh, not really. Well, I've never been big into people. characters. No. Um, with with wrestling, I'm. I mean, I said it on an interview with Jonas recently. Um, the way that um, the way that I see wrestling is away from the characters, but I, I mean, I have a good respect for the guys that do the character work. But yeah. for me, being myself and just doing wrestling works, whereas for other people, those gimmicks, like like Danhausen, for example, Danhausen yes. really elevated from doing that gimmick, and that's great. Like Danhausen is one of my favorite people to follow on Twitter and and watch wrestling oh, he's, and stuff. He's all day, <laughs> but like. For me personally, it was never really about gimmicks. Um, but I mean, when I was trying to be a heel in the kids' class when I first started, um, I had like a I wanted to be called greatness, uh, Danny Reed. So I wanted to do like a like a like I'm better than you kind of greatness gimmick, which was just a very childish thing at the time that I was in a kids' class. But it was it kind of got me thinking as an early age about gimmicks, sure. But like as I started to grow into the person that I am, really, and and just growing into the wrestler that I am, I, I just found that being myself, uh, but just turned up. So wearing the varsity jacket and coming out as like the super baby face. Uh, yeah. Just, um, so I think that works better for me just being myself. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, greatness gimmick. I think you need to be a, uh, a natural douchebag. Like, or way, yeah, you have to be a natural douchebag, like, like the, te- like the Ted DiBiase Jr. type. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you you have to be really experienced and you're just literally better than everyone because you've been there for so long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so that, yeah, there's thinking you're the greatest and then there's actually being the greatest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where did the lights out moniker come from? Um, so I was always told when I started training with Piper Pro that I was very quiet um, yeah. when I saw. So I needed to start shouting stuff. And just doing like just making noises. That's why if, if you watch me wrestle, I'll make weird noises all the time. It's just because it stops me from being quiet. Um, because I feel like if you're loud, especially in the shows that I do, it's a lot of um, adults bringing their kids, and the adults just sit on their phones and don't care. So if I'm making yes. a noise, they're gonna look up from their phone and go, oh, "What's going on here?" Um, so that's kind of another reason why I do like shout stuff and make noises. And literally from it was from my finish. Uh, so I do a ripcord in Zagari as a finish. And just yes. before I do it, I shout lights out. And that's where lights out went from. And when I debuted, uh, I thought Danny Reed was quite boring. as like just trying to get myself over with just the name. So mm. I thought giving myself lights out at the beginning would give people something to kind of, you know, relate to me kind of thing. So, yeah, oh, that's kind of yeah. where lights out went from. And like it got over at training. Um, so people used to like shout it with me at training. So I knew 
there's there's legs for this to to get over, and it's starting to get over on shows, which is which is great. Is that also the name of the finishing move as well? Or? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the name of the finishing move. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so take us back to your first show. What do you remember about it? In hindsight, did the match go really well? Or? Uh, yeah, surprisingly, it was a, a, a pretty good match. It was a scramble match that I didn't even know I was going to be in. So oh, wow. um, we got to the venue on the day for a seminar. It was like, it was called, the company was called Nothing But Wrestling. And yes. um, I like, it was the first ever show. Uh, I'd never met anyone there. Steve uh, Valentino, is that, is that nothing but wrestling? Uh, no, it's uh, Corey uh, Johnson. Corey and, Johnson, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. We, 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 yeah, yeah, we have it, yeah. I knew, I knew we'd interviewed the promoter, I just couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was Corey. So, so Corey invited me down to do a seminar with um, DJ Rawlins, who is now uh, a good friend of mine. But we, yes. we did the seminar, and uh, he was like, I'm going to pick six people to be in a scramble. And I was like, okay, cool. Oh, wow. He picked me, and I was like, I've not even got gear, so I don't know what I'm meant to do. But like, one of the guys on the show called Luke Kashmir, one of like the most underrated guys in the Midlands, he um, he lent me his gear, like his spare gear that he had, and he was like, just go out and have fun. And so we did this scramble with, uh, it was me, Oliver Satchwell, and I don't even know where he's based, but he's very good. Yes. Um, Lucky Bowden from Wales. Uh, JJ Roberts from Wales, MJ Grayson, who lives just down the road. Like I've known MJ Grayson for years, and yeah. uh, Frank Wesker, who I know you've you've interviewed before. Yes, great um, guy. Yeah. So yeah, that that was the six people in the scramble, and it was it was great. And I went over on my first match, and that kind of set the pace for nothing but wrestling for me. That was where I like um, got my first few matches under my belt, and I'm thankful so much for to Corey to giving me those opportunities when no one else was. I was training yeah. for years before then, but it was just hard to find that company that would book you first, especially when I was training with uh, Five Foot Pro at the time, which to get on their shows, you need to be world-class. You need to be yes, a great definitely. professional wrestler. And uh, I was nowhere near that. So it was finding that other company that could book me to get me to that level. Mm-hmm. And luckily, the contact with Corey came and, and the rest is history, really. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so I'm guessing that well, have, having this time off during lockdown is going to be a chance to rest your body and evaluate what's kind of worked well and what hasn't worked well over the last couple of years. So are you making any character tweaks or any tweaks to your moveset for when we return? Or? Uh, my character, I think, will stay roughly yeah. the same. I think it'll grow up a little bit um, because I'm growing up a little bit and maturing. Yeah. Um, I think I might lose the varsity jacket and maybe wear oversized hoodies like I normally would um, just to grow out of the teenage boy and go into the young adult kind of phase of Danny oh, cool. Reed. Yeah. Um, but moveset is going to be completely different when we oh, get wow. back. Yeah. Um, it's going to be, you, you'll see the odd move that I usually do, but I'm going into that. Like I, when I used to wrestle, I was very like held back on the things I wanted to do. Like I was very scared of doing things because I didn't want to hurt myself. Whereas now I want to be that indie style that you'll either love or hate. That's the the style of wrestling that I I love and want to do. Mm. So if I can learn how to do all of the you know flippy boy stuff, that would be great. But to get there now, I've got a lot of new moves that are a lot more out there than what I used to do. Um, so yeah, I'm coming back as a different wrestler in the ring, but I think it's going to be ten times better. It's going to make my matches like ten times like better to watch. So, so a lot of, lots of flips, lots of hard hitting. Lots of near falls, them type of matches. That's what you want to do. Yeah, the, those type of matches are the ones that I love. That that's my style of wrestling that I love to watch. Um, the flips will come with time. That that's a lot of like uh, practice. So the flips aren't going to be here yet, as as when shows come there. But like, yeah. uh, 
the the rest of the stuff, the hard hitting stuff, the, the nipples, that that's what I've been working on a lot and being able to be that style of wrestler that I aspired to be but was just too scared to do. Um that's what I'm gonna start to or that's what I've started to uh, get better at over the lockdown when I've been able to. Oh amazing. <laughs> so so looking forward when when Brit Wrestles return, do you have like a wish list of opponents? Um yeah, I like uh, I, I honestly I want to wrestle everyone and yeah. everyone and everyone and every, everywhere. Um a lot of my goals like kind of long term, like semi long term are in the American independence and trying to get my name so far that I can go there and do a lot of things over there. Just mm. because I think that the talent pool is great, like so much so big over there that um literally wrestling any of them would be great. I'm trying to find a way for me to go over there and train too at times um i feel like being away from home will very much benefit me as being independent as a person but also having no distraction just being able to focus on wrestling yeah if that's possible that's definitely something i'll do but in the uk um i mean i've made it vocal a lot that i want to wrestle luke douglas uh luke's my best mate in wrestling yes um, and he's one of the best uh most underrated wrestlers in the world um, and I think whenever we train with each other, like we trained last night when Kamikaze training came back, the spots we put together, we just bounce off each other. And um, I think that match will be great. And I, I just want that to happen. Uh, that's number one priority. But then you've got like people like MJ Grayson, who I've never had a singles match with, but I think he's been in the ring with me more than anyone else um, in scrambles oh, wow. and tags. Yeah. Uh, Deno Babich is another one. Uh, Deno's very hard hitting, but. If I can get in the ring with him, um, then that'll show a different style of me too. That'll give me a, mm. an opportunity to be a striker um, and show that side. And yeah, like the Kamikaze roster is is amazing to to begin with. So I've just named a few there. But then if you go out of there, like people that I've watched and helped out on shows with, like Kid Lycos would be another man that I want to wrestle. Oh, yes. Very bad. Um, Dan Maloney in a singles would be great. I've wrestled them in a four-way before, but in a singles, that would be amazing. But yeah, uh I think that kind of that that's my the list of guys that are top of my priority right now. I thought it was a wrestling four, wasn't it? I it think. was, yeah, the yeah, wrestling yeah. four main event. Yeah, I think I was. That's when I, yeah, I interviewed. The, oh, his name's Alex. What's his wrestling name? Oh, Thunder Calloway. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. He came on to promote that show. Right, so, so, since we had your last show, we did have like the speaking out movement. So, how do you think Brit Rest will be different when we return, or how do you hope it's going to be different? Um, speaking out was one of the, I mean, best things that could have happened for wrestling. Yes. While it was one of those things that it was so sad to see and witness and Twitter was horrible to log into during that time. Um, it's something that needed to happen. It's something that, I mean, we all knew to a certain extent that some of this stuff was going on in wrestling, but we didn't mm-hmm. know to what extent it no. was going. And to read these stories were horrible. Especially when it was so many people that, I mean, it's, I've spoke about it a lot before. I used to train at Fight Club Pro and be around that, that school and that, um, those shows. Um, to be around those people that were also named is, is kind of like, you know, eye opening, uh, to say the least. But I think professional wrestling will only get better from that Definitely. happening. Yeah. Um, and while, well, we've got a lot of the bad names out and there may still be people in here that we don't know about and they will, I'm sure, will be outed sometime and should go. But um, I feel like it'll give opportunities now to people that deserve the opportunities 
and other Definitely. people that were there and doing horrible things and not de- not deserving the opportunities they've got. I mean, I've seen a lot of fans uh, thinking of not coming back to wrestling. And while that's uh, definitely something that I can not agree with, but um, sympathise with, and I know why they're, they're saying that. Uh, the only thing I've got, like if there's people listening and that are fans that want to turn off of wrestling, I, I would just say give it another chance. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. While there were hundreds of people outed, there are thousands of great wrestlers who can take those spots and be good people. And mm-hmm. there are people just waiting for that chance. There always has been. Um, British wrestling's huge. And those big shows have only got a certain amount of spots. So while those spots are free, there will be other guys now coming up that will fill those spots that will become your new favourite wrestlers. And they're actually good people. Um, Definitely. So British wrestling will not die, but it will give us a, a, a chance to refresh. And I'm sure that British wrestling will be back at its heights um, sooner than we know it. I mean, we need to build that trust again with the audience, which makes a lot of sense that it like that's something we need to do. But I'm sure once that trust is built, that um, British wrestling will thrive to the, the highs that it was before, 100%. I think it's going to be amazing when it comes back. So it's, 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 it's not comparison-ish, but when UK, uh, NXT UK came in and they kind of wiped out the main events of the whole country, everybody just came up a level. You didn't even notice all this amazing yeah. talent are gone. <laughs> so everyone just yeah, sure. moved up. So the I same thing's just going to happen again. 100%, spots, yeah. There's, there's guys that you don't even know about right now that will take those spots, mm. and that's great. Like I can't wait to see some of those people come up there's a fresh batch of wrestlers from around the country ready. I know there's loads of Midlands guys ready. There mm. are loads of guys from the Wales area, from Manchester especially. I know Manchester's blown up recently, yeah, or at least before lockdown um, was starting to blow up for sure. And I can see that the next wave of talent will take those spots and will be good people and wrestling will just thrive again. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's, how, that's what I think will yeah, happen definitely. and I hope will happen. Yeah, and some of the shape people have got to endure in lockdown. Oh, for sure. Like, uh, Doris and Dan Doris. are yes. monsters <clears throat> compared yeah. to what they were before lockdown. Um, yeah, it's great to see that people have, you know, took the initiative and gone, you know what, I'll do it and I'll smash lockdown out to the best that I can. I mean, I can't speak for that. I've put a lot of uh, put a lot of weight on it in a bad way. But mm. I guess people just... Um, uh, deal with lockdown differently and I'm in a position now where I can you know uh, better my body and get better uh, at looking more of a professional wrestler than I, I do right now um, but yeah I think people have really took the initiative and, and gone with it Pete Dunne's another great example oh he's body transformation is mad um, so yeah lockdown's been a great thing for some people and like good good on them they, they've smashed it yeah I interviewed a couple of guys and they said they just they were just concentrating on the physique and when he went back to training in like well, September was it August, end of August forgot yeah, to do yeah. any cardio for months and just blew out within <laughs> like five minutes <laughs> but they looked amazing they just they couldn't, <laughs> couldn't do any of <laughs> the drills <laughs> so, so, so when you're branching out so you're hoping to branch out from the Midlands north or south or... I'd love to go anywhere I know Manchester in the north is a big hotspot for wrestling and will be Yes. comes back, so that'll be somewhere I'll try to get out. I mean, I'm learning to drive now, so hopefully I'll be able to drive by the end of the year and get myself up there and just help out and show my face and maybe train up there when possible um, mm. just to branch out and network and just get myself out there. But yeah, Manchester and the North area as, as a whole 
is definitely somewhere that um, I can see myself branching out to because that seems going to blow up as much as it was before lockdown and more. So yeah, it that's definitely a, a great place to go. But I think London too, the the mm. south area, I, I have no problem going down there and, and training and helping out too. I just want to get my my name out everywhere. To be quite honest. Yeah, and and a place like um, sacrifice and hope and good and yeah, yeah, yeah. future are not too far from like the Midlands area. For sure, UBW is one of my five year olds' favourite. They do they do a rumble called um, the floor is lava. Okay, you literally if you, if you get thrown out and touch the lava, you're out as massive. You go over the top <laughs> rope, and he thinks it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. And yeah, they've got some great wrestlers. So. That's great. <laughs> Yo, this is man like the reason you're listening to Broken Glorious. Alright, so if you're a promoter for a day, promoting an event, so using wrestlers you've either worked with, trained with, wrestlers are associated to you in some way. If I give you a match type, you tell me who you put in that match. Sure, let's go for it. Okay, cool. So who would you put in your opening contest to get the crowd excited? So I think the opening contest needs to be that thing that, you know, pops the crowd and gets them, like, ready for the show. Um, yes. And I think the way to do that and uh companies that i used to go and watch did it a lot it is a scramble match if you get six guys who can go out there and just hit good moves and pop the crowd they're gonna yes. be hot for the night yeah so um i've done the good old promoter thing and put myself in there uh, <laughs> yeah there. so danny reed's first name uh secondly i put george lyden um, he's a Midlands worker that many people aren't very aware of, but they I'm will. Not, be. I'm not. I'm not familiar. George has um, gone from. Uh, I think he started at CPW in Coventry um, yeah. and branched out Kamikaze now. And uh, he got an upset win last Kamikaze show against Daniel Babich um, in the first half main. Like George is so athletic and just naturally uh, an athlete, I'd say. Uh, once he's put a bit of size on and gets a bit of a, a, a character towards him, I think George is going to be unstoppable. Um, oh, I think right now, George uh, George as an athletic wrestler just is great. Uh, put MJ Grayson in there too. MJ Grayson is like one of my best mates in wrestling. And um, yeah, as I say, I've been in the ring with him so many times, but not in a singles match. His groundwork and his chain work and his technical work, as well as his strikes, mm. are like set, they're so good. Um, I think MJ Grayson will be one to watch when wrestling comes back. Just managed to get himself on the Kamikaze main shows um, just before lockdown, so I'm sure he'll continue to do that and branch out from there. Um, so yeah, I can oh, see him being name. Uh, third, I put Jack Ball. No, I mean fourth. Fourth, I put Jack Ball. Um, Jack's someone I've known since I was 14 when I started wrestling. Um, oh wow. And we, we've literally, like, I mean, I've not spoken to him for a while because um, lockdowns and obviously uh, me moving to Kamikaze, I didn't, I haven't really seen him too much. But um, we used to backyard together, me and Jack, and we used to train together at the kids' class and up at Fight Club Pro. Um, you wouldn't have heard of Jack too much if you go to the, like, the, the lower down shows or the middle of, middle tier of wrestling shows. Jack works at a good level of wrestling. Uh, he did Fight Club Pro uh, a few times. He did Shakara. Uh, for the King of Trios in America. Oh, wow. He worked yeah. in back pro wrestling. Like, Jack is naturally athletic, and the guy can jump and flip and do everything. For, like Os- He reminds me of Osprey and Ricochet and that kind of thing. Oh, um, uh, Jack will be... Jack, Jack's great at wrestling. He's just amazing. 
Uh, Deno Babic would be the uh, next name in there. Uh, one of the most hard-hitting wrestlers I've ever met. Um, I think anyone that goes in there with him will will say the same. He had a, an absolute amazing match with Chris Ridgway at the last mm. main show at, at Kamikaze Pro. And I think he's another name. Uh, he's, he comes out of Croatia, but he trains here in, in the UK. Um, oh, yeah. he, will, he will make waves in wrestling. And finally, a, a guy that's currently making waves kind of in wrestling, uh, being on the WWE Network recently with WXW, is Ender Cara. Um, Ender was in the UK Ooh. for yeah. between six months to a year um, when I used to train with him. Um, I've, I've had a tag match with him, and Ender's just amazing. Again, another flippy guy, another uh, athletic guy. The guy doesn't stop. I train with him. We do it in ring drills, and then he'd go to the weights and do weights while all the other guys are doing stuff while we're just catching our breath. Ender's doing something else. Wow. Like, the guy doesn't stop, and he's got that kind of uh, discipline in him that there is no way that guy doesn't get signed one day. Um, just an amazing wrestler. So yeah, that, that's the six people I'd put in a scramble to kick the show off. I'll, I'll be a great, a great opener. Yeah, man. Yeah, lots of energy. I think it'd be a make a good standard for the rest of the show. 100%. Cool. What about a comedy match? Okay, so I was struggling to find comedy wrestlers because there's not too many of them in the UK. But uh, I've come up with a singles match for it. Sean Devine is the first guy that I go with. Um, yes. Wrestles Makazi Pro. The lad. His gimmick is the, the lad. Yeah, yeah. The lad. Yeah. yeah. I've seen him wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. Comes out yep. his beer. Um, he's just a geezer. Like, watches the football, drinks his beer, gets a bet on, watches the horses. That, that's Sean Devine. Um, and, and you see that in his wrestling. He just gets um, a lot of, like, crowds love him. We yeah. do shows in, like, um, in, like, fields for, like, fun fair shows and carnival shows. And these guys don't like wrestling who come and watch these shows. Uh, they're just there to go on the theme park and or the rides and come and see the wrestling if it's there. Um, but Sean would connect with those fans even then. So you could tell, like, Sean's got something about him, like a natural charisma. Yes. Um, and next to him, I've put Orange Cassidy because I got taught by Orange Cassidy in a seminar once. Oh, that wow. kind of affiliates him. Um, yes. Yep. I was trying to find a, a, a guy to go up against him. Again, that, I mean, you could... Talk about Orange Cassidy all day, but one of the best, um, not only comedy wrestlers, but wrestlers in the world. Um, when he's doing his thing outside of the, the comedy spots, you could tell he's just one of the most athletic wrestlers and, and, and great. As well as the comedy gimmick that he portrays, um, I think mm. those two would have a very funny but very good match at the same time. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so happy for Orange Cassidy because he's got the... You know, I know he's not going to win. I'm sure. I know he's not going to win the AEW title at um, Double or Nothing, but to just have him in the main events with Pack and Omega, it's just like, I wouldn't yeah, have expected that eighteen months ago, or whatever. <laughs> That's mad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I've only seen Sean once in uh, Wrestle Island. I think he was a late replacement for someone. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. I still remember him. Yeah, he made a big impression. So it was yeah, really cool. He's great. Cool. Uh, a women's title match. Women's title match. I would put uh, Millie McKenzie, uh, who yes. I trained a lot with Fight Club Pro. Um, one of the 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 best. I mean, I don't like to separate between women and normal wrestlers, but mm-hmm. women like if you're talking women's wrestlers, one of the best women's wrestlers. If you're talking just wrestling in general, one of the best wrestlers. Like getting signed. She's to, only and it's, 
Again, she's 21. She's great. And yeah, she's 21. Yeah. She's a year older than me. Yeah. Um, she's just great like uh, at, at wrestling. And she just picks it up really quick. And just like training with her as well. You, you learn a lot by wrestling these people. Uh, and you find that a lot. But re- training with Millie, you, you, you found that um, you learn a lot being around her. Um, so yeah, Millie's the first name I put in there for sure. One of the best. I, 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 yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I can't get used to being called Amelia. 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 Yeah. It doesn't roll off the tongue as much on yeah. NXT UK. <laughs> so, Amelia McKenzie. No. <laughs> and I'd, I'd put Millie in there with uh, Lucia Lee. Yes. Uh, Lucy is someone um, I've known for a couple of years now. And um, yeah, she's she's improved so much from when I first met her. She was very, I think she was like six months into wrestling when I first met her. And since then, she's improved so much. Um, I feel like she's got a big future ahead of her. And I know yeah. Millie's one of the favorite wrestlers. And to see that match happen would be great. I know they did a bit of stuff at a wrestling four match, which was like a six-woman match. Uh, but uh, just a singles match between the two would be great, I think. Yeah, uh, Lucy is one of them wrestlers, I think. Lockdown came at the wrong time. She just seemed to be... Yeah, just uh, getting there. Just, yeah, just yeah. Get, yeah, just yeah. Just seem get getting out there and getting into new places and getting her name out and then yeah, just stop. Yeah, but yeah, she's somebody I really want to watch see live. I've, I've seen her quite a bit on YouTube. But I've never seen her live yet. No, yeah, she's you. You'll see her for sure. She's she's going to be everywhere when when lockdown finishes. Yeah. Then you've got a hardcore extreme rules style match. Okay, so I'd put Luke Douglas as the first name. Um, yeah. Luke, it, I know Luke wants to be, uh, wants to be in these death matches and hardcore matches. Mm. Um, he's done one or two before with Kamikaze Pro. Um, I know that's what Luke aspires to be. The second they announced that Tournament of Death was coming to the UK, which was meant to be last year, but <laughs> yeah. um, Luke was straight messaging me going, oh, I want to try and find a way to be on this or just try and find a way to, to be there. Um, that's, that's Luke Douglas. For me, I think, if Luke was given the opportunities, he'd be on TNT straight away. If TNT mm. knew um, the the way that Luke wrestles uh, or Luke wants to wrestle, and then he'd be over in America doing GCW and CZW and stuff like that. Hundred percent. Like wow. Luke would be a great deathmatch wrestler. As from the few experiences I've had watching him do that kind of stuff, I've seen him with like thumbtacks in his face. Like, oh. The guy's great at, at that stuff, and he'll take it. Um, I put him in there with Charlie Evans. Um, Ooh, I trained with wow. Charlie Evans for months. Um, or not, not not months, maybe like a year plus at Fightful Pro. Um, and yeah, being around uh, Charlie Evans and training with her, she legit wants you to treat her like anyone else, which is mad. like it's it's great. Like she she, she did the tournament to death, didn't she? Uh, she did. She's done a tournament. She's doing a tournament, uh, deathmatch tournament this weekend, nothing or next week. Oh well, yeah. I don't know. She's she did a death match with Ricky Shane Page and Chris Brooks in the UK just before lockdowns. Yeah. Um, which was great. Uh, yeah. When when you used to train with Charlie, like, if you didn't hit her as hard as you'd hit the men, she would tell you and she'd wow. nail you in for it until you did it. Um, she's one of the best wrestlers in the world, one of the best unsigned talent who needs to be signed pretty soon. And I can see an AEW um, snagging her up as soon as possible. Um that she's she's great um the stuff she's doing in australia now is really like picking up like her status in wrestling not that it wasn't low before not that it was low before sorry um but the what the, the stuff she's doing recently in australia while we're still in lockdown has mm. really pushed her 
to that, I think, next level. And she will be... Uh, when every country's open again, she'll be all over the place. Yeah, definitely. She's great. <laughs> then you've got a tag team title match. Okay, so uh, I've kind of cheated here and gone for a triple threat tag. Um, yes. So I've gone for... The first team will be the 0-1-2-1. Um, yes. Man Darice, I've trained with a lot. And uh, I've managed to tag with him and wrestle him before. Um, yeah. Darice is one of the most, one of the best up and coming wrestlers, um, and he will be at that top tier of British wrestling when it. Yeah, comes he's back. so cool. Yeah. Uh, he's so good, and he just oozes charisma. Um, he's just great, and obviously Dan Maloney is. I I put Dan as the top of British wrestling right now in, yeah, in the independent scene. Uh, Dan is British wrestling right now, and um, yeah, I, I managed to have a four way with Dan that we spoke about before, um, and. I honestly went in there and thought they're not going to let me do much because, you know, Dan's Dan and Marshall X is a big name and Corey mm. Johnson's a big name around here. And I'm just, this is my first main event and stuff. I went up to Dan and said, these are the spot ideas I've got. He let me do every one of them with him. Wow. Amazing. The, the guy want he's so like, he's just a sound bloke and just wants wrestling to be good and not just wants himself to be good at wrestling. He wants the industry to be good. And that's great. Like Dan is, I can't praise Dan enough. So, yeah, Dan and Darius would be the first name. Uh, the second name with the Hunter Brothers. I think they are yes. the best tag team in Europe. Definitely. Uh, 100%. If not, one one of the best tag teams in the world. Um, I'm, I'm lucky enough to to be uh, quite close with, with Lee and Jim, um, being able to t- uh, train with them uh, multiple times, especially when, like, um, the NXT UK guys that used to teach us would be mm-hmm. off in uh, yeah. doing, like, NXT UK... Um, like training camps or they'd be in America it would always be Lee and Jim that teach us and those sessions were amazing um, you'd learn so much they'd blow you up but you'd learn so much so much fun with it um, so yeah and just in the ring they're two of the best wrestling minds I've ever met it's a tragedy that they they weren't or aren't signed yet and um, it'd be a tragedy if they don't because they're they're great minds. Even if they got like signed as coaches somewhere, I'm sure any tag division in the world would be great to have them there. Um, so yeah, Lee and Jim are the second team. And the third yeah, team, two guys that I trained with a lot, um, again, during the Fight Club Pro time, um, would be Aussie Open. That's Carl Fletcher. Oh, yes. David. Yeah, yeah. Um, Seeing um, the way they both progress um, from when they first came over to Australia, they were very good wrestlers when they first came over from Australia to the UK. And mm-hmm. I was just starting at Fight Club Pro. I think my first training session with Fight Club Pro was one of Kyle's first uh, two when he first came over, and Davis shortly came. Um, so, yeah, those two um, went from being very good wrestlers to being one of the best tag teams in the world. Yeah, um, And the, to see the, the way they've all... Where they've both grown, but especially the way that Coyle's gone from being the skinny Australian guy to being Jack, Jack, Coyle Fletcher, um, is great. And to see when I saw the video of Davis coming back from the injury and and winning the and going over and winning the match at um, at PWA in Australia, um, mm-hmm. it was just great to see. I I felt great just watching him come back, and because I know how, how good those two are at wrestling and how good they are as people. Um, so yeah, Aussie Open are the third team, so that would be Aussie Open versus the 100 Brothers versus the oh, Open team. That'd be amazing. That'd be a great match. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I like you. I'm, I'm surprised the Hunter Brothers aren't, at least on NXT UK. Yeah, it, it, even if, if they're on it, not enough. I'd hate calling them like an enhancement role, just to yeah. 
just put, to help put, 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 help the new new tag teams get over. Out, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, yeah. When when we did the before NXT UK started, we did a pick the roster, and I picked the Hunter Brothers as my tag team to go on. So it'd be the, the first tag team that I would sign if I had a, mm. a company. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, you've done an intergender match, but I usually ask for an intergender match. <laughs> so, so do okay. you want to do another intergender match, or do you want to do like a mid-card title match? Yeah, let's do we'll do another intergender match. Okay. Um, for the intergender match, I'd put Chantel Jordan. Um, oh. I think Chantel is that next style, that next crop of talent to go up and mm-hmm. and be like at that level. I feel like give Chantel because of her age, give her two years. She'll have she, is she like eighteen or nineteen now? She's, I'm she, sure she's. I think I don't think she's turned eighteen yet. I think give her a couple of years, she'll have contracts flying all over the place. Wow, um, <laughs> she's great, uh, especially like I think since the match with Janela, she's yes. really like, picked up and just mm. not that she was bad before, but she just <laughs> turned it up a notch, and it was it's great. Like I was there to watch that Janela match live, and man, like. I was always I've seen, I've seen together, but seeing the way yeah. that she put that she was pushed with it is is so good. Yeah, it's amazing. That's such a fun match. I recommend anyone going hunt that out of it. It's all over YouTube. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's on YouTube for free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she must have been like sixteen then, was she? So. Oh yeah, sixteen. I think she was sixteen. Yeah. 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 Instead yeah. of a pile driver on a car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Go <onto> the bus. <laughs> <laughs> In the chicken shop, like it's so that that match is great to to go back and watch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I put Chantel in there with the Elliot Jordan experience. Oh um, yes, Elliot is one of the most natural heels I've ever met. Um, he could just walk out, say nothing, and they're booing him and chanting at him. Like Elliot is is a natural heel. Um, I think Elliot will be at bigger places when wrestling comes back. Uh, I know he's yes. worked really hard uh, during the lockdown. Um, whenever we've been able to get in the unit, it's always been me, Luke, Elliot, uh, and MJ Grayson um, as the four that would always go. Um, mm. So he's worked his ass off through lockdown. So yeah, uh, I'd put the Elliot Jordan experience in there with Chantal Jordan. Yeah, you see somebody I really want to see live I've any ever seen on YouTube. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about him. So then it's your main event. So this main event could literally main event any show ever. Like this could main event WrestleMania and be great. Uh so I've put one of the most underrated wrestlers ever in Omari. Um Oh yes, yeah. Omari is when I used to train with Omari, um he would never get anything wrong. He would just, everything that was just given to him, he'd do it. First yeah. try. And he just, it, sometimes it's annoying how good he is. Um, <laughs> he's so good at just wrestling and being athletic. And yeah, um, Amari is that next tier as well that will be the top tier of wrestling uh, when wrestling comes back. And I hope he gets a lot more opportunities than he was before. And because Amari is one of the most underrated wrestlers in the world right now. Um, and I'd put him up against someone who taught me for a few months before he went off to America in, in Pete Dunne. Oh, um, wow. That'd be an interesting match. Dunn, I think it happened before a Fight Club Pro. Yeah. So I can't pick out a show. Um, I'm sure I've watched it live before, but um, Pete is British wrestling. Like, if you name Brit- if you came up to me and said, name, Brit- name one person from British wrestling, Pete Dunne is the name. Like, mm-hmm. Pete is... 
is the embodiment of, of British wrestling. And he, he wants everything to succeed. He wants everyone to succeed. Uh, and you could tell that during his sessions at, um, at training with him. He, mm-hmm. he would like literally message in the group chat um, like the morning of the session and say, I'm free this evening. Like if anyone wants to come in an hour and a half early, I'll open up and we'll do extra training. Like he could be sat at home with his with his girlfriend and just chilling. But he decided to come in and open the training an hour and a half early to do an extra hour and a half on top of the three hour sessions that we used to oh, do. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, Pete wants everyone to succeed. And being around Pete, you just learn so much. He, I think Pete's got the best mind for wrestling that I've ever met. Like, he's so... And there's still so much information that uh, Pete would give us at sessions. I use uh, every show, every match, every training session. Pete's, he is British wrestling. He's, he's great. Oh, he's Main event would be Pete and versus Amari. I'm loving his heel run on NXT at the moment. So I'm hoping... Oh, sure. I'm not sure how they're going to get him into the, the title scene, but... They, kind of having like carrying cross being a bit tweenery where he's yeah, yeah he's, he's he's not a good guy not a bad guy he's the you yeah, can go after finn balor or you can go after pete, pete dunn and it won't matter but oh yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was really, I was looking forward to a pete dunn finn balor title match that's what i wanted yeah yeah but... <laughs> pete, pete will be an nxt champion in no time 100 mm. i'm still hoping they bring up uh, british strong styles even if, if they bring up tyler and maybe have um, seven as the could be like the mouthpiece if they didn't really want him to wrestle as much. Yeah, but but, but again, he's got himself in amazing shape now. Trent Seven is to me yeah. one of the nicest blokes I've ever met. I put him over um, on on uh, Jonas's podcast. Not that I have to put anyone over, but yeah. um, Trent was always the guy that like. There's one thing that will always stick with me, and. Uh, it probably to Trent meant nothing, and it probably still, he probably won't even remember it. But yeah. at one um, show that I was at, he pulled me to the side, or he just saw me walking around, and he said, uh, I've saw your stuff on social media. You're doing well. Like, keep it up. And to oh, me, wow. watching Pete, watching uh, Trent Seven uh, before I started training with him, and, you know, like being able to train with him for a while, and then um, him say that, it means the world to me, which to him, it probably meant nothing, but to me, that meant everything. Like um, that's amazing. I can't, I can't say anything bad about Trent Seven. He's just a great human being. Yeah, I just want him to go up as a, as a faction, pretty strong oh, style. Be the, be the, do the piggy binder, how they dress, be arseholes and just yeah. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, it'd be amazing. <laughs> so that's amazing card. I really, I'd really want to go watch that. So just need to find. Uh, Midlands billionaire to get <laughs> together. <laughs> I'll give Tony Khan an email. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where I'd usually ask um, where can people see you in the near future, but have you got any tentative dates penciled in? Or? Uh, I've got no dates penciled in, no, but I've got some things you can look forward to. Um, yeah. I've got new merchandise out now. Um, I need to get the actual photo um, sorted out um, for online, but um, I've got uh, new shirts that are like comic book strip um, front Ooh. cover of yeah. me hitting my finish on like this big green dragon thing. Um, oh, that sounds amazing. It looks real cool. Um, they'll be on sale. They're on sale at uh, dannyreed.bigcartel.com. They're also going to be on sale at, um, at shows that I'm on. I'm also going to be starting a YouTube vlog when wrestling comes back. Um, oh, cool. Kind of like Sammy Guevara and being the elite and um, Ethan Page. Those are guys I watch every week. So, I wanted to like do something like that where I can document 
my growth in wrestling. Uh, so I can go back and watch it like at a later date and go, okay, this is what I did before and, and that was fun and, and whatnot. That and just so people can like see my journey. So just sure. be following you around, not you like, or you gonna be doing like little skits and t- interviewing people, or just, just... Uh, it, it depends how it uh, evolves. I'll start hmm. it as me just like following me around, seeing how I do. Oh, um, I'm sure we'll get a few cameos in there. Sounds fun. <laughs> I have to keep a lookout for that. So uh, before we go, do you want to promote your social media? Then? So. Yeah, my um, Facebook. Instagram and Twitter are at Danny Reed PW. Uh, my Twitch account, which I stream whenever I can, is uh, Kian14, but the I is a one, so it's K1 AN14. Um, what else do I do? If you type Danny Reed on YouTube, you'll find me on there. That's where the vlogs will be. That's where yes. more like music videos and stuff will be. And other than that, I think that's where I am. Yeah. Cool. What type of stuff do you um, is it? Is it you Twitch? Is that, uh, is that, is that the verb <laughs> you? What, what stuff do you do on Twitch? Um, I don't so, know what the verb is for twitch, twitching. No. Uh, <laughs> twitch, I stream. Um, I stream. There you go. I'm 40, so. Wrestling watch alongs as well. Like, oh, I'll cool. try and get a few like free matches on YouTube and we'll watch them together on stream. Like, uh, and I've just had a conversation about wrestling. Uh, yeah, just whenever I'm free, I'll, I'll turn a stream on and go and have a chat with people. Uh, it's oh, great. Yeah, cool. <laughs> well, I'll put links to everything in the description below the interview, so I'd really enjoy speaking to you. I'd love to have you on again in the future. Oh, for sure, 100%.